filing also reveals the Justice Department sought a search warrant for Mar-a-Lago after obtaining evidence that highly classified documents were likely moved and hidden and that Trump's representatives had falsely claimed all sensitive material already had been returned. DOJ filing states, quote, the government also developed evidence that government records likely were concealed and removed from the storage room and that efforts were likely taken to obstruct the government's investigation. It goes on to state three classified documents that were not located in boxes, but rather were located in the desks in the 45 office were also sealed, end quote. The DOJ also included a picture, this photograph, of the documents seized during the FBI's search of the former president's Florida estate, several of which clearly are marked top secret. In all, the filing says more than 100 unique classified documents were seized, and some of the documents were so sensitive, FBI agents and mm. DOJ attorneys needed additional security clearance, clearance just to review them. DOJ filing reveals the FBI recovered twice as many classified documents than were returned by the Trump team, casting doubt over their claim that there had been a diligent search following the grand jury subpoena in May. Okay, so Ryan, um, question for you about what we know so far. And stop me if it's something we don't know. Um, We do know that Donald Trump had these documents and he has not denied that he had these documents. Am I correct? No, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, he has made some assertion uh, that he declassified some of the documents in regards to, quote unquote, Russian gate. But I don't think he has a bigger excuse for having all of these classified documents, which is clear from the filing or are not really just solely about Russia. There's a ton of okay. information included. In- so it's also true that there were issues and delays in returning these documents. Um, so if those two points are true, is that in itself any type of violation right there? Just what we know so far. <clears throat> It is, but I think that, you know, when you're making a prosecutorial decision, typically in these cases, there has to be some sort of aggravate, aggravating factor. And I think that the aggravating mm-hmm. factor here, which the, the, the Department of Justice's memo last night speaks to, uh, is the idea that there was interference with an ongoing investigation. And that seems to be what they're solely focused on. You know, there was some, I think that getting back the documents was an important component of this investigation, but clearly from the filing last night, that's not solely what this is about. This wasn't only about getting um, these documents that belong to the government back. This was about an obstruction of justice uh, investigation mm. because Donald Trump had all of that warning. He had he had ample warning over months and months that these documents did not belong to him. Even after receiving a grand jury subpoena, he continued to hold on to a boatload of classified okay. documents. So I it's I can't I can't take any more. We do this every morning, by the way, it's Wednesday, 31 August, Year of Our Lord, 2022. I do, not every morning, we do it uh, many mornings so that you can see the way that the legacy media frames things and then wash, rinse, repeat all day. So we want to make sure you you hear what their perspective is because they're trying to drive the narrative for the country. Uh, to start off, we've got uh, Boris Epstein, we're going to have Ambassador Rick Grinnell uh, and Mike Davis to talk about this. Also... I've got Steve Cortez and Ambassador Grinnell. They're going to talk. Ambassador Grinnell is going to talk about California, which he's trying to save. And uh, Steve Cortez has got amazing things on Illinois. We're going to talk about two blue states and what the people there think about the living conditions in those blue states as they as they hurry 
to red states throughout the country. Just an absolute debacle. We've got James O'Keefe, uh, Carrie Lake. Show us packed today. I want to go to Boris. So, Boris, the entire media world is on tenterhooks, as I think Mediate described it, at midnight when this comes out. Um, I don't say I don't want to say this is much ado about nothing, but I'm going to say it's much ado about nothing. This is, like I said, of all the ones that they've tried to sell the American people and have the Sturm and Drang, this is looks like the most pathetic. Could you walk us through exactly what the reality is here? Uh, Steve, honor to be with you. Honor to be with the War Room Posse this morning. Uh, wait, Steve, you're telling me that these supposed super duper secret sensitive documents that they found that they needed extra uh, clearance for, they had to bring in the super clearance people. You're telling me that those documents they then threw on the floor, ransacked, took pictures of, and put those pictures in a filing for the whole world to see? You're telling me that doesn't make sense somehow? Oh, that, that's real good law enforcement there. Yeah. Hey, guys, there, we found this really information that nobody could see unless they had t- top super secret clearance. And by the way, we took pictures of it, including the filing. And now literally any, anybody and everybody on planet Earth and any other planet there is life can see them. Good job, guys. Hold it. After, hold it, hold it. After, after you spread them out on the floor, you took them out right. of the location they were in, you spread them out on the floor and then take and then take and a, some uh, of that and photograph. some of the deranged libs on social media yeah. say no 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 they found him like that wrong in the filing it says took from container took from container so they yeah. found they, they they took a box and the, by the way this is box two a which in their inventory was like this big thing that yeah. was super important the inventory yeah. the, the really incomplete false inventory they put out where's box the nuclear where where's where's the, where's the q code where where's the q classification oh. where's the nuclear donald, that was so big donald so trump urgent put on truth just a couple of minutes ago as president trump put on truth yeah where's nuclear that got leaked two over two weeks ago two and a half weeks ago they said oh yeah nuclear this was the urgency this is why they had to kick down the doors remember this is why they had to go oh, of course they had 18 days to do it, but so this is how they had to do back it. Out of, let me go back yeah, out a thousand sure. feet here, and this is very important okay. for the you know okay. for those yeah. who are not lawyers, of course. We'll, the, we'll stop. We'll pop. stop goofing. We'll stop goofing on it and 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 get a little more gravitas. This was okay. the, first of all. Let's not forget that the amount of space they had was supposed to be twenty pages. They asked the judge and the president's team consented to go to forty pages, so they used about thirty-five pages of space. First twenty of them are just. Re- reciting of every of most things they've already stated that the judge already knows. This judge asked specific questions of the government. Why do you oppose the special master? Instead, they go and say, "Well, back in the beginning of 2021," and they go through you know their supposed version of the facts. Which, by the way, on page two, they 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 concede the biggest issue in this whole ordeal, which is that the Presidential Records Act is the only statute that applies to the, a president and dot, 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 presidential record, okay? So they say this is all under the Presidential Records Act. Then they try to do this mental jujitsu, as we've talked about, to take the Presidential Records Act and bolt on enforcement mechanism others because the Presidential Records Act, my dear friends, does not have an enforcement mechanism. So they concede that the Presidential Records Act applies. Then they go through a history, which, by the way, if read correctly, shows President Trump's full compliance and cooperation. Then they throw a couple of nuggets in there. Oh, we may have seen something on video, and we thought maybe something just isn't right. But under the Presidential Records Act, that's when you continue dialogue, continue uh, continue conversations, and say, okay, 
what else may there be? Let's let, let's take a look. And President Trump, remember, at the end of the June 3rd meeting said, let us know if you need any other, in, any other help. Let us know how else we can help you. Instead, they wait two plus months and they go and raid and ransack his house, take a bunch of documents. And by the way, Time Magazine covers because you know, that's some other top secret information. Take a bunch of information, take a bunch of documents and throw them all over the floor, spread them all over the floor, and then take pictures of them and put them out to the world. So the bottom line is this. This filing was an embarrassment for the United States government. And by the way, an embarrassment on top of other embarrassments like uh, Thibault, the Washington, D.C. special agent in charge being walked out, perp walked out of the FBI. Embarrassments like the unsealing of the, of the warrant, which showed that the wrong statutes apply here. And the big embarrassment, which is the raid and break-in of President Trump's home. So this filing was just another in a long line of embarrassments for this weaponized law enforcement. And it shows that they don't have a leg to stand on. And, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. Does anybody in their right mind think that if the government had a real, a real reason, had backing for raiding the president's home, that they would have, they would release this ridiculous picture? Absolutely, and a thousand percent not. That picture was released because the government knows they are off balance, they're off base, and they're wrong. And they were wrong to break into the president's home. Uh, by the way, I just sent to our production team uh, on Getter. I just posted the Daily Mail's breaking a story that the rank and file in the FBI are calling for the resignation or firing of Ray. That they think that the leadership's with good too reason. Political. With good reason. I mean, now now the floodgates. You know, you hear the whistleblowers. You've got. Uh, right. you've oh, got and by the way, Garland's, yesterday you had Merrick Garland send a shot across the bat of whistleblowers, saying, "Oh, yeah, very important. Follow all the rules of communications with Congress." Or, but Boris, I know you got a bolt, but I got Rick Grinnell up here to talk about the sure. energy crisis in California. But I want to bring Rick, Ambassador Grinnell, because he was the interim head or the temporary head of DNI. He knows this better than anybody. Ambassador, thank you for joining us. We'll get to California in a second. Uh, but tell me, just give me your assessment. You, you've seen the filing. You've seen the meltdown of the media. Uh, give us your assessment of, of this, sir. You know, Steve, first of all, when you played the clip of MSNBC, I was shaking my head because it was a really important moment to see what the left is saying. They have completely changed their tune on what the charges were. Remember that first it was classified information, then it was national security information, and now it's an obstruction of justice. They don't know what they're doing at DOJ. They are grasping at straws. And, you know, this is the same crowd that told us Russian collusion, the FISA warrant, Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Look, I'm glad to see that the rank and file FBI agents that I know well, that I have looked in the eye to say, did you classify this information? Did you redact this information? And they would look at me and say, nope, I didn't do it, even though my name's on it. My bosses did it. And so there is a belief that we need a gut renovation at DOJ and FBI leadership. The leadership is not serving the actual uh, agents and the actual employees who really want to do good work, who don't want to be partisan. I'll just say on this Tim Tebow case, the FBI agent who's now suddenly Chris Ray is finding that his politics is too much. Uh, we've known that this individual was partisan and manipulating government for years. Chris Ray knew this for years. The only difference now is that the pressure on Chris Ray is so much that he's going to have to start throwing some of these individuals 
under the bus. And that's exactly what Chris Ray is doing. He's trying to save his job like all people in Washington yeah. when they finally have enough. Let's be very clear. Chris Ray knew that FBI agents were being very partisan and weaponizing the FBI, and he didn't care until it impacted his job. And that's what's happening right now. Now, in terms of the classified information uh, hope, what I have to say is it's very clear that these documents are all paper documents, not digital. And I think that's a very big deal. The staged photo shows paper, paper documents. And what I would say, Steve, is that the DOJ has been so reckless. Whoever staged this photo and whoever approved it to be released is so unprofessional and so reckless that they should actually be fired. Congress should get involved and to say, we do not want FBI agents who stage photos and then release them to the public like uh, a spin document. This is, this is dangerous. We need to understand that all of these documents were declassified and held in a former president's office. By the way, former presidents have US government funding in their offices, therefore their offices are government property. This stack of, of declassified paper documents were guarded by the US Secret Service. All of the kvetching that we hear on NBC and MSNBC and the legacy media, there are examples of people saying, you know, you and I would be arrested if we handled classified information like this. Well, yeah, you weren't the president of the United States. All of these people comparing them to the president of the United States is laughable. You would get arrested if you did this because you don't have the authority to declassify the information like the president of the United States did. So we're dealing with declassified information, paper documents, not digital like Hillary Clinton's problem. Hillary Clinton was never president of the United States. She didn't have the authority that Donald Trump did. They were digital documents. They were not guarded by the Secret Service like in the way that Donald Trump's offices are. And so therefore, there's a huge difference. And what did the DOJ do to Hillary? One big yawn. Okay, uh, Boris, just hang on for one second. I got one question to put to you about the buried lead Ambassador Grinnell just found. Okay, short break. Boris, we've got Ambassador Grinnell. We're going to go to talk about the grid and energy in California and also the diaspora out of Illinois. Cortez and Grinnell next in the war room. And you are over. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices. And supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand. End quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold. Physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Boris, uh, Ambassador Grinnell got right to the heart of it, why we did that cold open. At the end, they start talking about an obstruction of justice case. This went from nuclear secrets are going everywhere, the sense of urgency, you got to go kick it down. Is that pathetically where DOJ is gone right now? Is that what they're trying to sell to the American people? Rick, as always, is a, a thousand percent correct. No doubt about it. Remember where we were three weeks ago, right? To the day, three weeks ago, and I believe it was the Wednesday after the raid that the Washington Post, by the way, never been confirmed by any other outlet. And as you hear from reporters you know, behind the scenes, I'll tell you that was very questionable reporting by the Post. They said, oh, nuclear is somewhere there. Well, now we've seen the warrant. Now we've seen you know, the redacted affidavit, and now we've seen this 40-page primal sad scream from the DOJ. There's no nuclear anywhere in there, no Q classification in there, anywhere in there. They admit everything falls under the Presidential Records Act, don't allege really any crime, and all they talk about, and all you see, you know, George Conway all hopped up or whatever he's taking, talking about on CNN, is obstruction, which is what, what the DOJ default to when they get crushed on claiming crimes. Literally, if I close my eyes, I could pretend I'm living in 2017. And you got people on CNN, MSNBC screaming, oh, we got him now, we got him now. Then, uh, wait, we don't, we don't have anything. Oh, the obstruction. Well, obstruction has been crushed time and time again in the Russia hoax, and it's being crushed here. And remember, just last week, that memo came yeah. out, signed by head of the, uh, of the legal division of the DOJ and by the deputy assistant attorney general um, and, and it said specifically, it said specifically by Ed O'Callaghan, no, no two ways about it, that in the, in the Russia hoax, there was no underlying crime and there was no, no obstruction, no underlying crime, no obstruction. So the play they ran with the Russia hoax is the same exact play they're trying to run now. And they are failing miserably at it. This, ladies and gentlemen, is just another political sad attempt by the, by weaponized law enforcement to get President Donald J. Trump, but he's not going to back up one inch. He's going to continue fighting and standing for the American people. By the way, the great Jack Posobiec is, is watching us live over the Human Events Daily. Just tweeted out Rick Grinnell's, whoever staged the, that photograph, whatever FBI agents, and whoever in Washington approved that to go out should be fired. Uh, Posobiec no just doubt. put that up on Twitter. I, I agree with that. Boris, how do people... And well, let me, let me add one more, one, one more thing. Yeah. There, sure. Obviously, that picture... Right, based on you know information that's out there, is a picture of President Trump's home, but it's also home of a Secret Service protectee. So were Secret Service policies violated in tweeting out in, in inside the 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 location of a president of the United of the forty fifth president of the United States? Since when is that okay? 
so we've, there's a lot to look through here, a lot to study here. But the bottom line is yeah. the DOJ doesn't know whether it's coming or going. And they're going to get crushed in yeah. this robust filing that's coming tonight by eight o'clock for President Trump and his team. Look, we're, we're going to fight this tooth and nail because it's ridiculous. But this is a diversion. They're trying to divert us away from what the, the reality of what's really going on in the country, and particularly to make sure that everybody in the country knows what's going on. Boris, real quickly, what's your social media? No doubt about it. BorisCP.com is the website. Sign up right now on BorisCP.com. Hot on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. On Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on Truth Social at Boris. And, of course, hottest on the grand Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. And I will see you later this afternoon. Thank you. Ambassador Grinnell, now that we get, that's all, you know, we're fighting this, but as you know, it's a diversion. I want to get back to reality. If we can put the tweet up, you know, you've started this group called Save California, I think it is. Uh, and California. you're trying to get people, re- Fix California, trying to get people to register to vote. But man, this thing on the, how can the, you know, arguably the greatest state in the union with the seventh biggest economy in the world, this tweet yesterday, and you sent it to me, it looks like, is California devolving into a third world country as far as energy? For our audience podcast, the TV audience can see it. Can you just read what the highlights are of that tweet, sir, and why it's got you so worked up? Yeah, look, <clears throat> let me let me be clear, um, Steve. We, we are at, being asked here in California to conserve energy because it's getting hot. And that's what happens in August and September. It, it gets hot. And so they're telling us to unplug our uh, our kitchen appliances and to uh, turn the thermostat to 78. They're literally Gavin Newsom's only policy is about conserving energy. Now, let me let me be clear. Before I went to Harvard, they asked me to come a little bit early to go to dummy economics because I wasn't great at economics, let's be clear. But I pretty much know what supply and demand is about. And the reality is, is that policymakers can either tell you to conserve or they can increase supply. This is what's happening in, in California. We live on the ocean, but we have no, we don't have enough water, so they're telling us to conserve. They're not interested in the supply. Now we're seeing this with, ro- with possible rolling blackout and a conserve energy policy because we don't have enough supply. It seems to me that politicians should work on the supply issue, which is exactly why the Biden administration has... Uh, skyrocketed gas prices because they're not working on the supply. What people need to understand is you can either build up the supply or you can tell people to conserve. And what we're doing in California is only conserving. Now, we all know that we want to conserve, but you can't have that as a policy. We can't conserve much more. Our grass is brown because we're not allowed to water. Now we're going to be hot in the middle of uh, months. And we're California, Steve. We got to fix this problem. And that's why I launched this fixcalifornia.com. I hope people will go sign up. We're doing multiple things. We're trying to clean up the voter rolls in every single county, challenging each county to uh, to comply with federal and state laws, which they're not doing. Uh, I just got handed to me from a friend a ballot from somebody who seven years ago lived in California moved to Washington state seven years ago, informed the state of California they were moving. They registered to vote in Washington state seven years ago, and this summer they got a ballot. Now, that happens in California all of the time. Gavin Newsom knows it happens. They want this reckless mail ballot situation. 
And so what we're trying to do is fix California in a variety of ways. Please go to fixcalifornia.com, sign up. We're also trying to register conservatives. We're trying to empower them to say, get off the sidelines, get registered. We are going to be very creative in how we do this. Register to vote. Don't sit on the sidelines. We found 1.4 million conservatives sitting on the sidelines unregistered in California. Wow. We got to change that. Rick, real quickly, what's your social media so people can follow you during the day? On Truth, it's at Grinnell, G-R-E-N-E-L-L. And on Twitter, it's at Richard Grinnell. And there's friends of Richard Grinnell on Facebook. Uh, Ambassador, thank you very much. I want to make sure stands. Ambassador Grinnell came back from Germany for President Trump to actually start to fix this situation with the national security apparatus. So thank you for your work and look forward to uh, fix California going forward in the future, sir. Ambassador Grinnell, can we play Steve Cortez's? I think it's an appropriate time. I get to Mike Davis in a moment. I want to play Steve Cortez's uh, chalk talk because I want to compare California to Illinois. Patriots, when many people think of Chicago, they naturally think of food. And you may think of Portillo's, one of the most renowned purveyors of Chicago items like Chicago-style hot dogs and Italian beefs. Portillo's, which is still headquartered in Illinois, is expanding all over the country, but primarily in places like Arizona and Texas and Florida, and not in its home state. When questioned about this, here's what the CEO of Portillo's had to say. Quote, we're going places where the population is growing, economies are healthy, and there's a great environment for companies. Unfortunately, none of that is the case in J.B. Pritzker's Illinois. Now, inflation is a national issue, primarily created by J.B. Pritzker's ally, Joe Biden. But Pritzker, the trust fund billionaire, is making it massively worse in the state of Illinois. Let's look at the numbers in a chalk talk brought to you by Getter. These are average gas prices for Illinois and surrounding states. On average, Illinoisans pay 60 cents a gallon more than the five states that border Illinois. This is evidence of the total financial mismanagement of the Prairie State by J.B. Pritzker. Uh, Steve Cortez, this is signaling, you know, uh, tomorrow night, uh, Biden's going to get up on the stage and talk about the semi-fascism of the MAGA movement. Right. The reality is the country's in a financial implosion, right? economic implosion, about to have a financial implosion. And you have two great states. California's like a third world country with rolling brownouts, blackouts, and hey, cut the thermostat up to 80. Uh, Illinois, I actually think worse. Steve Cortez, right. is this not the signal of what radical democratic uh, government gets you? 100%. And Steve, we know this because people are quite literally voting with their feet and leaving these blue, blue jurisdictions. They're leaving California, which I often refer to as paradise lost. I don't know that John Milton was thinking about California when he wrote that many centuries ago, but it really is. Only liberals could ruin a land as blessed as California, but that's the reality. To connect this, this discussion, by the way, to what we talked about yesterday, with Main Street small business in America having a crisis of rent delinquency, not surprisingly, three of the worst five states in the country for rent delinquency are California, Illinois, and New York. Uh, again, not surprisingly. Regarding Illinois, my former home state, and this exodus out of Illinois, both businesses as well as citizens, toward places like Florida, it's fascinating. And, and this contrast, I think, is, is revealing. As Joe Biden will get to a podium and try to claim that the America First movement, that patriotic populism, somehow represents fascism. And when they come when it comes to governors, 
they most malign Governor Ron DeSantis, and they call him a fascist, and they claim that he's instituting some sort of uh, right-wing tyranny in Florida. Well, that would be news to the masses of Illinoisans, the masses of New Yorkers, of Californians, who are flocking to Florida and similar states, to places like Tennessee. Tennessee and the west coast of Florida have effectively become Chicago South. Let me give you a number to back that up. U-Haul rate. I think this is very telling. Uh, so I hear the music. We can get to it after the break. Yeah. I tell you what, hang on after the break. We're going to drill down on this more. We got Mike Davis. We got the famous James O'Keefe, who's tangled with the FBI one or two times, with a blockbuster expose on education in this nation. Next in the world. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Homeowners beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title to your home. Think about that for a second. May already have forged his name onto the title of your home and you not know it. Well, here's how you find out. My partners at Home Title Lock have a special free offer to my listeners. Now go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then simply enter your address for your free, no obligation, home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. Look, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he forges your title, he can take out loans in your home to forge your name, stating that he's the new owner. First things first, let's make sure your home's title is securely in your name. You can do that now by going to HomeTitleLock.com and use my promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO. Then enter your address for free, no obligation, home title scan. That's a $100 value, totally free. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. Do this today, take action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, MyPillow.com. The kids are going away to college. Get them topper sheets, pillows, towels, everything. Go to MyPillow.com. Promo code War Room. Maybe get something for yourself, too. You got the slippers, moccasins. You got, you know, buy one, get one free. You've got the huge markdowns. You've got the, uh, you've got, um, the classic pillow, $19.80, can't get it at Walmart because Walmart gave Mike Lindell the heave-ho because of his politics and beliefs. So you can get it on MyPillow.com, but you got to go to promo code WARM. you get the square with all the best deals. Go check it out today. Support the Armored Piercing Show. He'll be on here right after Kerry Lake in the second hour. Okay, normally I have a flow to the show. Today we're a little bit in and out because I'm getting people as we can get them. Um I got the great James O'Keefe with a blockbuster going to come on in a second. Cortez is going to hang with me. We've got a lot more economics to go through. Mike Davis has carved some time out. Mike, I had Ambassador Grinnell. I had Boris, but I had to get you on. Last night, and, and to add to the drama, the DOJ waited to release it, I think, around midnight. Right? They went back and asked, we need 40 pages. Can't do it in 20. Need 40 pages. Because some of those pages obviously had to be turned over to f- photographs. W- what is your assessment, Mike Davis? Is this... You've been walking us through chapter and verse of what exactly reality is here. Did anything last night in the DOJ's filing change your opinion of anything, Mike Davis? No, this is the same legal analysis I've had 
since this raid happened and this motion by the governor, this, this response to the motion by the government confirms to me that the Biden Justice Department uh, has a fundamental misunderstanding of the law and the facts here. The president has the absolute constitutional authority to declassify anything he wants. President Trump absolutely declassified these records, both the January 19th uh, 2021 declassification memo for crossfire hurricane and Russian collusion. He had made statements prior to that for a broader classification, and he declassified these records through his actions. They, the, gov the Biden Justice Department also has a fundamental misunderstanding of the law related to presidential records. There is specifically a Presidential Records Act that applies to former presidents and no one else. So these general statutes about government property are trumped by the Presidential Records Act. The, uh, the Presidential Records Act specifically uh, contemplates that president, former presidents can take records, make them personal, and there's no timeline for the president, former presidents, to give back these records to the National Archives, even if they're not personal. There's also not a criminal component to the Presidential Records Act. So for the Biden Justice Department to push these legal theories that the president didn't declassify these records or, or doesn't have the power to declassify these records or that the Presidential Records Act is not squarely on point here or the, pres uh, the president doesn't have the absolute power as the, uh, as the executive to handle records however he wants, they're going to create a collision course with the Constitution. And at the third point about the obstruction, it is not possible for President Trump to obstruct justice into these non-crimes. And so uh, the, the final point is, is why is the government opposing a special master here? They're saying that they've already done the review. There's nothing to see here. What's the problem with having an independent uh, special master appointed by Judge Cannon, an Article Three judge, review their homework? If there's nothing to hide, why are they trying to hide it? Why are they so opposed to a special master? Why are they having amicus briefs filed from all these uh, uniparty uh, people in D.C. to oppose this. Why, why are they so scared of this special master? And I think it's because they know that they went into this raid because President Trump took a declassified personal copy of the Crossfire Hurricane Russian collusion documents, and those are highly damaging politically to Obama, Biden, Hillary, Susan Rice, Clapper, the FBI, the intel community. I just want to make sure we get to the to, to the signal in this entire thing. You said all this is going to fade away because they don't really have a, a case here. You know, the, the nuclear codes, uh, you know, the, the Q uh, documents, uh, all of it. And eventually they'll get down to the to the last refuge of a scoundrel, a prosecutor's obstruction of justice. Is that what they're going to try to sell now? Because they, they, they basically understand your arguments are ironclad is what they're going to try to sell now is an obstruction of justice case. This is what they do every time. It's always about the process or the supposed cover-up and not the crime. This was an invest this was an illegitimate investigation from day one because they knew that president the president had the absolute constitutional power to declassify his commander in chief. There's a 1988 Supreme Court decision, Department of the Navy versus Egan, directly on point. They know the Presidential Records Act is applicable here. They know the Presidential Records Act uh, allows the president to take personal copies of the records as confirmed by a 2012 decision by the Obama judge in Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch's uh, lawsuit against Bill Clinton for his eight years of audio tapes in his sock drawer. They also know 
with the OLC memo out of the Justice Department that what I'm saying is true, that you can, that President Trump could not have obstructed justice uh, with the investigations of these non-crimes. At best here, what we have is a confusion on where the records were at Mar-a-Lago that, that they're apparently the one of President Trump's lawyers signed an affidavit saying that they've done it, they're doing a diligent search and they've They've got the records that, that there is no there is no evidence that anyone intended to lie or obstruct here. And again, these are non crimes. Uh, Mike, what is your uh, thank you for carving time out? What is your uh, social media? People can follow you through the day. Yeah, thank you, Steve. It's article three project dot org, article number three project dot org. And it's at article three project at article three, number three project on Getter, Twitter, uh, Truth. And then my personal is M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-A. And thank you again, Steve. Thanks, Mike Davis, for explaining all this. I want to bring in O'Keefe. Before we play the call open, let me bring in O'Keefe for a second. James, he, is not there. he dropped. Okay, fine. Let me. I can go back to. Uh, I can go back to Steve Cortez. I, James O'Keefe, we're, we have him with this blockbuster about education. But here's the uh, here's the key thing. James has had tangled with the FBI many times, and in fact, the the raid on James O'Keefe's uh, house was uh, was I think just one notch down from from Mar-a-Lago. So Steve Cortez. Let's go back to your analysis of Illinois and these blue states. Biden's going to stand on the stage tomorrow night and literally trash in front of the whole nation. This is their whole um, their whole philosophy is to is to pitch um, the, the democracy, uh, climate change, and uh, and abortion versus our immigration, inflation, the economy, right. crime, and wokeness. Uh, how, what do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to happen there? Well, Steve, look, it's a massive attempt at diversion, clearly, because he does not want to talk about the reality of life in America right now, which particularly regarding the economy is frankly miserable. And that's not my opinion. That's the opinion of millions upon millions of American citizens. Consumer sentiment has never been lower in the post-World War II era. I mean, think about that. Think about all the crises that our country has endured since World War II. Consumer sentiment has never been lower than it is today. Why? Because of the two eyes, immigration and inflation. We have effectively an open southern border and millions of unvetted and uninvited trespassers are pouring into this country in an absolutely uncontrolled manner. At the same time, we have an absolute inflation explosion. We have inflation right now at 40 year highs in the United States. We have small businesses who are floundering, who are struggling simply to stay afloat. According to the latest survey from Alignable, 40% of small businesses in the United States could not meet the rent obligations for this month of August. 40% overall. Even worse than that for restaurants, 46% of restaurants. Even worse than that for minority-owned businesses, the majority, 53%, could not afford their rent. Now, within the United States, though, thankfully, there are zones of opportunity. There are places, all of them red states, where, where growth is real uh, and where, thankfully, opportunity abounds. And because of that, there's this great migration going on within the United States. So while Joe Biden engages in diversion and tries to call us fascists, guess what? Americans are voting with their feet and they are going to those very states, to those very jurisdictions that Joe Biden claims are fascist. They're going to places like uh, the, the Florida of Ron DeSantis. And let me give you some of these statistics here. And I lay all these out in my new Newsweek article where I talk about the iconic Chicago chain Portillo's, which specializes in Chicago food, Chicago hot dogs, Italian beefs, still headquartered in Illinois, but not expanding there, expanding in Arizona, Texas, and Florida. Why? Because opportunity abounds there. And this isn't just a Portillo story. 
It's much, much bigger than that. Let me give you some of these statistics, which I cite in that Newsweek article. Since the before, just before the pandemic, so if we go back to February of 2021, or excuse me, of 2020, just before the pandemic, since then, according to the Wall Street Journal, red states have added a net of 341,000 total jobs. So with all the difficulties of the crisis of the CCP virus, red states have still managed to add net since before, put in as a starting point just before the pandemic, 341,000 jobs. In contrast, blue states, places like Illinois, places like California, have lost 1.3 million jobs, according wow. to the Wall Street Journal. Give that, give, give that, give that, give that stat again to the audience. Sure. That's powerful. So, so if, we, if we use as a starting point just before the pandemic, just before the lockdown, since that time, Red states, per the Wall Street Journal, have added 341,000 net jobs since then. Blue states have lost 1.3 million jobs since then. And this is reflected in all kinds of statistics, both macro ones as well as more sort of micro, almost anecdotal ones. Let me give you one anecdotal one, which I think is very telling. And I mentioned it before. That is U-Haul rates. It's actually a great way to look at where people are going. Where is the demand? Right now, today, if you rent a small truck, a one-bedroom moving truck, and you're making the move from Chicago to Central Florida, Chicago one way to Orlando, and I cite this again in the article, that costs you just over $2,400 to go one way because there's so much demand. To go in the other direction, to go from Central Florida back to Illinois, less than a third of that. That costs you $712. $2,400 versus $700 for the same route in different directions. That right there shows you where is the demand? Where are people moving? And they're moving there, again, for solid reason. Uh, they're moving there for opportunity. And it's not even just, for that matter, Florida. Uh, as I point out in my chalk talk, just the neighboring states of a state like Illinois, the five states that touch Illinois, they have, since J.B. Pritzker became governor of that state, they have a growth rate that is seven times greater than Illinois. Illinois has barely grown since J.B. Pritzker became governor. 0.5% GDP growth overall. The surrounding states, the average, 3.86% growth rate. Wow. Next door, Indiana has 12 times the growth rate of Illinois since J.B. Pritzker became governor. So again, people are very rationally voting with their feet. They are leaving New York and Illinois and California, and they are going to the very places where Joe Biden would have us believe that the fascists are in charge. Well, we all know that he is the real fascist and that the left, the people who want to control our lives, who want to take our guns, who threaten us with F-15s. OK, we're the fascists. Uh, I don't think so. The real fascists are people like Joe Biden. And by the way, I, I think that's an important point for us to, to focus on as well. The president of the United States stood up yesterday and said, hey, all of you people who believe in your Second Amendment, who believe in arming yourselves so that you can protect yourselves and your family against any tyranny, whether it's an, a home invader or whether it's a, a tyrannical government, uh, your guns are useless because we have the weapons of war. We have F-15, so you might as well turn your guns over. Well, hell no, Joe Biden. That is the definition of fascism. That is despotism. That is one of the most divisive things any president has ever said in the history of the United States. Now, he's floundering. It's a massive diversion. He's trying to find, he's grasping, trying to find something to fixate on, something to talk about, something for the American people to focus on other than this economy. And in part, Steve, it's because his own polling is falling apart. If I can go to chart number two, folks, if we can pull this up. I, I, show I, I tell you what, Steve, hang on. I want to hold okay. that chart to that. For, let's take a short break. I want to get into the charts. Also want to get into how can California ever come back if they're doing rolling blackouts and brownouts on the grid? Energy is at the, is at the foundational element of all of it. 
And if you're going to have these ridiculous policies, you're going to end up being a third world country. And that's where California is going. Short commercial break. We're going to return in a moment. Steve Cortez go through some more economic analysis. We got Carrie Lake, Mike Lindell, James O'Keefe, all on deck. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. So then what do you do with the Catholics if you find out someone's Catholic number? Teaching them how to think. That's it. It doesn't matter what they think about it. If they think about it in a logical, progressive way, that becomes their own. Like, a, so you kind of like do it on something in a more liberal way. Mm-hmm. But the more the, the more progressive teachers are actually more savvy about delivering like a democratic message without really ever mentioning politics. It's subtle. They'll never say, oh, this is a liberal or democratic way of doing this. You just make that the norm. This is how we handle things. And it's subtle. And that's how you get away with it? That's how you get away with it. And how do you make sure the parents don't find out? They can find out, so long as you never mention politics. And then later down the line, you're going to vote Democrat. I want to bring in now James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. That 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 underground that hit goes on. James, of all the stuff that you've ever brought forward, I think this might be the most chilling. Can you tell our audience who that was and what we were looking at? Because once you know the facts, uh, it is as scary as anything as Project Veritas has ever done. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, this is a a, a principle in the. Uh, Greenwich, Connecticut School District, and there he is on tape saying um, that he does not hire Catholic people. He discriminates against people due to their religion. Um, he likes to hide what he really wants to do from parents. Um, and and actually, I some break some news on your show here this morning as I was sitting down here. We have a statement from the superintendent of schools, one Tory Tony Jones, this morning sent an email out. I'm going to read it to you. Uh, Late last evening, we were made aware of a video that has gone viral with the current administrator from Coscob. Coscob and Greenwich are na- neighbors of school districts. We intend to do a full investigation. Uh, until that time, we'll not make any public statements. And then they, they add, quote, we do not support any opinions that promote discriminate, discriminatory hiring practices based upon race or religion. Also a statement from the mayor of Greenwich, quote, to think that Catholic applicants may have applied for teaching positions and not received proper consideration due to their religion seems like something of a bygone era. So a lot of parents are outraged. Uh, This is part one in a series that we're calling The Secret Curriculum, where we reveal what principals and teachers really think uh, behind closed doors, and not just what they think, but what they're doing. And basically, they're discriminating against uh, people who apply for teaching jobs, we've found. And this is just part one. But James, it's it's more insidious. What he was describing to your investigator, the first part of the tape is chilling about how they form this, this this subtle nature. They know how to form these young minds without actually being overtly political and never having because they know they're getting in trouble. They say Democrats or, or progressive, but they do it and they say you eventually lead them to the same place. That's why he wouldn't want to hire 
people that had a religious nature. It was it was so chilling. I actually thought it was scripted the first time I saw it. I mean, how do you continue to get these great investigators and get these block? Was it Facebook or big tech or now the school system and these teachers are talking about about really molding the next generation of how they wanted to be molded. It totally woke. Well, yeah, the, the, there's a statement here on the tape. This is Boland. Uh, assistant Principal Boland from Greenwich Public School, which is which is ironic because this guy is one of the leaders. He's he's on the top of their student manual, and I actually confronted him last night at a restaurant in Portchester, New York. We'll release that in an hour from now. He says, "quote It's subtle. Uh, the teachers I hire will never say, oh, this is a liberal or a democratic way of doing this. They'll just make that the norm, and this is how we handle things. This is how we get away with it.'" So yeah, it's almost like this was like a Saturday Night Live script of James O'Keefe writing what a teacher would say. No, this is what he's actually saying. I didn't write it. Truth is stranger than fiction. And uh, they sort of caught. And and frankly, what, what's remarkable about these investigations, what's special about these investigations is they're causing a reaction. Uh, News 12 in the New York metropolitan area is covering the story now. We have a statement from the superintendent. We have reactions from parents are outraged, I'm hearing, already. Parents are contacting me. There's a school board meeting next next week. So this is what we're supposed. This is what journalism is supposed to be. You're at your question. How do we get them? Well, we Steve, we go there. We 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 actually go on the location. Imagine how broken the media must be when our unique value proposition is to actually go on the location we're reporting on. But most journalists don't do that, and and we do. And uh, we have some really talented undercover reporters. It takes weeks. It takes months. It, it, it's it, we're indefatigable. We're relentless. But we don't stop until we get the story. Because because of what you do and the way you do it, you're a target. I mean, mar lago is what everybody's talking about. But, hey, the FBI kicked down your door, dragged you out, uh, you know, at 6 in the morning. Uh, today in the Daily Mail, they're saying, uh, you know, agents in the FBI want, want Ray uh, removed. Can you give us just your thoughts as someone that's been on the receiving end of this? Of, of your thoughts of mar lago but the FBI, their, their uh, deportment and, and behavior? Well, as it pertains to the First Amendment uh, and to organizations like Project Veritas, I think, uh, um, you know, we're, there's no question. We're on the right. We're going to win. We always have won. We've never lost you know, any of our litigation. But I think, Steve, I think journalism has been changed forever. Journalism has changed forever. Even if I win, it doesn't matter whether I win or lose at this point. The fact that they raided me and they violated their own regulations, the regulations stated by Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, you don't raid press organizations without doing a series of things first. So at this point in time, journalism has changed forever. And there's no returning to what it used to be. And there's a new rule. I'm going to call it the Biden-Garland rule. For all of you law students out there, we know rule, analysis, conclusion. Well, the new rule is um, if you're a journalist and you're in, in reporting information on the administration, adversarial to the administration, you will be raided and targeted by the federal government. Therefore, it, it, while I will always win because we're in the right in a court of law, it doesn't matter. Journalism has been changed forever, and that should sadden everybody. In fact, I had the Washington Post and Michael Smirkanish, uh, certainly no right-wingers, defending Project Veritas on Sirius XM yesterday because even they were like, what if the facts were different? What if this was uh, Ivanka Trump's diary and it was leaked to the New York Times? James, you just hold over through the break. I got a couple more questions. James O'Keefe, uh, Project Veritas, another blockbuster story. Parents throughout the nation are going to feel a chill 
when they see how the administrators and leaders of these schools are basically selecting the teachers that can form the minds the way they want them formed. All next in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 